Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Cargo. Um, just want to say happy Thursday to all y'all. It is uh, February. Um, before we get started on the episode, I do want to point out that it is Black History Month. And uh, just to you know, start this episode off like on a good note, I wanted to share a quote. I've shared this quote before in my podcast before, but I think right now it's just it's just been a quote that's been resonating with me for quite a while now. And it, and it goes, um, injustice anywhere is a, th- is a threat to justice everywhere. Um, so uh, that was a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Um, like I said, just wanted to take a moment to just uh, take a moment of silence, uh, prayer, uh, whatever the case may be, just to... Um, pay tribute and homage to uh, Black History Month. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into it. There's a lot to go over in this episode. Uh, so in this episode, I'm, I'm going to be covering just a couple of things. Um, this, the NFL season obviously is kind of winding down. Uh, there's only be a couple more episodes left in season one of the Go For Two podcast. I think... Next week, after I do a recap of the Super Bowl, I might end the first season on that. Um, that'll be my 24th episode. So it's a nice little um, nice little way to remember Kobe Bryant. His number was 24. Um, I think uh, one of everybody's favorite basketball players of all time. And so in this episode, um, I'm going to go over the Rams and Lions of Blockbuster Trade. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Eagles and then I'm going to kind of break down some of the headlines going into the Super Bowl. Um, so first things first, I wanted to go ahead and, like I said, talk about this Rams trade. Um, so the Rams decided to trade former 2016 first overall pick Jared Goff, a third round pick this year, and then two future first round picks for former 2009 first overall pick and Matthew Stafford. Uh, I mentioned the last in my last episode last week that I said I'd like to see Matthew Stafford go to the Rams, and uh, you know obviously the Lions were looking to trade Matthew Stafford as soon as possible. So um, I was right, ha ha ha. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, you know it's just kind of crazy because I remember uh, I was um, at a restaurant with a friend of mine, and I was literally talking about it, and literally like an hour later. The trade, you know, got pushed through is all over the headlines. You know, the uh, Rams trading for Matthew Stafford. So, um, you know, I, I really like the trade for both teams, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, the Rams have been in the playoffs the last couple of years, and it wasn't too long ago that where they were actually in a Super Bowl. And so what they did was they basically upgraded their quarterback position. And I think that's really what they were needing to kind of get – uh, deeper in the postseason, and I think Matthew Stafford still has a really uh, a, a good couple of years left, you know. And now Matthew Stafford um, goes from the Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams, where they have a lot of weapons. You know, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, a really good offensive line, and we're talking about a top three defense. And the Rams are no strangers to trading for players and giving away draft picks. Uh, the last time they picked in the first round, uh, they were still in St. Louis. Uh, it was 2016, uh, and their first and the, the the pick that they had in the first round was Jared Goff. So 
Um, we all know that they traded a, a couple of first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, we see how that trade really worked out. And I believe that, you know, with the team that they have right now, they're going to be picking late in the draft regardless. So what did they really give up? Essentially, you know, they upgraded their quarterback. They gave away three players, one going to be drafted in the third round. And then obviously a couple of first round picks that are going to be, I what I would assume late picks in the first round. So, and I think what they're telling everybody is right now is they're definitely trying to make a uh, run for the Super Bowl. Um, they feel like they have a good nucleus of talent, a, a, a defense that is uh, primed. Um, and I love this for Matthew Stafford. He's literally one of the toughest quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I mean, I've seen all of his highlights of, you know, that Cleveland Browns game where he threw a touchdown and just absolutely got destroyed, broke his shoulder, stayed in the game. Um, he's had one playoff appearance. You know, the Lions have a history of just ruining, like, really good players' careers. Uh, obviously, we know about Barry Sanders and, and Calvin Johnson. So I think for the Rams, you know, they were able to also get rid of Jared Goff's big money deal contract, and they give up a couple rookies. So although the Rams will be picking in the first round for the next couple of years, um, I think they're going to be too busy focusing on uh, making these Super Bowl runs. And the thing is, is like the Rams have lost a lot of really good coaches. Um, I believe they lost their offensive coordinator to Seattle. They lost their defensive coordinator to the Los Angeles Chargers. He's now the head coach. They also lost um, one of their uh, front office guys, one of the guys that does like personnels. And uh, uh, I, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, Holmes. Uh, they also lost him as well. So, what they've been able to do is draft late and develop well. You know, a lot of those guys on defense are, you know, essentially like late round picks. So um, they've done a great job with that. So I feel like they're in a good spot. This is going to be a, a team that you, you're probably going to look to probably maybe uh, make a Super Bowl run. And as for the Lions, I still think they got a good deal. Um, obviously, they just got a brand new head coach. He's got a lot of energy. He's ready to tear somebody's kneecaps apart. Uh, you you got to see that press conference. Um, I, I like the energy, though. That there's a lot of passion. Obviously, he played in Detroit, so he knows um, what it means to that city. And um, just like right now, with I think this is a good trade. This is they're not going to be in the playoffs in the next couple of years. So having Matthew Stafford and what they gave up for him and what they got in return is really good. So obviously, they need to continue to build on what they have and. Um, Jared Goff is not a is a good quarterback and not a great one. He's going to be able to help them win games. So he's going to be able to keep the franchise in the mix. Um, and I think a fresh start for Jared Goff could really help him out. Uh, and the reason why I say that is you look at Ryan Tannehill, you know, who got a fresh start, got an opportunity, and look what he's, he's literally made the most of that opportunity. And I agree with him. You know, you want to be somewhere where they want you to be there, you know. And there was something going on with him and Sean McVay where, you know, he said, you know, Jared's not going to be the starting quarterback. He's going to have to compete for it. So uh, there was a bunch of signs that said that they were going to try to move on from Jared Goff. Um, it's amazing how fast they did that. And I think for like the Lions, obviously they get a third round in this year's draft. And then next year they'll probably have two first round picks. And then the year after that, two first round picks. Um, and they don't need to go 
get a quarterback unless they feel like they're drafting uh, the next Patrick Mahomes at seven. Uh, but they need a lot of help on defense. Um, and this is a, a there's some talent on this offense, uh, definitely. Uh, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. Um, so they have something to build on. Uh, Jeff Okuda on the defensive side of the ball. And with these first round picks, though, I do believe that they're going to be late round picks. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what they're going to be able to do with those picks in the next coming years. Uh, but like I said, good trade for both teams. I think both teams really won. Um, you know, it's not like the Lions are going to be starting, you know, Dan Orlowski at, at quarterback or anything like that. So still in a pretty good spot. And, you know, going from Jared Goff, I want to talk about the other quarterback that was drafted in 2016. Um, so the – the Eagles right now are not looking to trade Carson Wentz, but they are listening. So what that tells me is they're definitely trying to trade him, you know, and um, I don't know if they're just trying to throw a bait out there for somebody to, to jump on it. But, you know, Nick Sirianni's uh, press conference where, you know, he said he didn't really look at the quarterback position. I, I think he knows what he wants to do. Um, and I just think it's about getting rid of Carson in that contract. and um. It's going to be interesting. I think they're going to eventually, you know, trade him away. But, you know, his big contract, he they might lose some value. And, I like, I, I, I think Carson Wentz is still pretty talented. He's got some issues with his confidence. So, um, once again, a fresh start just might be the thing for him. And there's going to be, like I said, a big quarterback carousel going on in this offseason. And then uh, the last little bit of rumors I want to talk about, too, is obviously a Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, Brett Favre, uh, made some comments about him. Uh, I don't, I don't really know what Brett's trying to get at with that one. Uh, but the Deshaun Watson, like trade rumors are really starting to ramp up here a little bit. I didn't think it was going to be something that was talked about, you know, this week with, with like the Super Bowl and the Rams, but everything's kind of been on the back burner for Deshaun. And, um, I think, you know, you know, you look at what Matthew Stafford went for, you know, obviously a quarterback, two first round picks and a third, you know, Deshaun is going to demand a lot. And I think the only, you know, the, the Texans, you know, win or lose, uh, they're in a lose-lose situation when they trade Deshaun, you know, and if they keep Deshaun and he's not happy, you know, uh, I think that's the best case scenario. Like I said, just maybe lay low and let the pressure die out. But now it's going to be really interesting to see if um, some teams get a little bit more desperate or if the Texans feel the pressure and, and take a deal that's maybe not that great. But I think with what's happened in the past, as far as them trading away players and trading for players, um, they've kind of gotten burned on those. So uh, unless there's this offer that's like, you know, for the Jags, like, okay, we'll give you, you know, this year's first round, uh, this year's first round, and then maybe another a pick or a player here and there, maybe they can, you know, that'd be a win-win because, you know, obviously you get Deshaun if you're the Jags and if you're the Texans, you get Trevor Lawrence. But um, I don't I don't think that trade makes sense for the Jags. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence could be that much better than, you know, Deshaun. So um, it's kind of hard to tell. But, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how that those teams um, end up just because one team could be feeling the pressure or – you know, it could be Deshaun really forcing his way out. And, you know, we've seen it in the NBA and it could happen here in the NFL. I think it's more likely to happen that way 
you know, if Deshaun is really that upset about everything that's going on, he will get out. And once again, we're going to have this quarterback carousel. So um, it's going to be a very, very fun offseason. I cannot wait for the offseason. I've, I've got a lot of things planned this offseason. So definitely we'll dive more to that uh, in the next coming weeks. So it is finally here. It is Super Bowl weekend. I am so excited. I'm ready to watch this game. I have nothing planned for Sunday but to watch this game. Um, definitely probably have a few cold beverages with me, no doubt. And so going into this Super Bowl, like this entire week, you know, it's there's so many different headlines. Uh, there's so many different things going on. And, you know, I think first and foremost, you know, uh, congratulating both teams for making it this far. Obviously, it's not easy, especially in the pandemic. And um, even even really that, too, of like I think about, once again, everything that Tampa has gone through this past year with, you know, Tom Brady, how is that going to work out? You know, the, they've struggled and, you know, and they're going to be the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. You know, if, if that wasn't enough pressure, you know, at that you know, I've always seen that, you know, that idea of playing in your own stadium is like sort of a curse, you know, a couple of, uh, I don't know if this is just me being a Cowboys fan. A couple of years ago, the Super Bowl was in Arlington, Texas in 2011. And, and that was obviously the year that um, Dez should have caught it or, or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, for all those things to happen the way they did, you know, it's just uh, awesome it's going to be a really good game to watch. And hopefully this COVID haircut doesn't affect any more players uh, just because, you know, this is going to be a really good game and, you know, you don't want to see uh, anyone have to, I guess, like leave or not play in that game just because you know, it's going to be, you know, one of, one of those really good Super Bowl matchups. Um, so these teams, obviously, uh, I guess before I um, – dive into that. Um, I just want to let you guys know that I'm taking a uh, refreshing Red Bull right now. I'm drinking a very refreshing Red Bull right now. Uh, just hold on one second here. <sighs> Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Uh, but yeah, let me get back on to what I was talking about. So obviously these teams played each other this past year. Um, and it really wasn't a close game. Uh, the Chiefs pretty much dominated for the most part. Um, everybody remembers this game for uh, Tyreek Hill. He had over 260 yards receiving uh, in the first half. Um, shout out to Tyreek Hill. I had him on my fantasy team this year. Um, I think he put up like 40 or 60 points, something like crazy like that. So, uh, you know, obviously this is uh, a new game. Uh, they played in Arrowhead. Now they're playing in Tampa Bay. So things are a little bit different. Um, I think for the Bucs, uh, uh, I think playoff Lenny's going to have to have a big game. You know, um, it's all about ball control. The best the best way to keep KC from scoring is to keep them on the sidelines. You know, and, and how they do that is just by having these long um, methodical drives where, you know, it's a little bit of run, pass. Um, the situation because I just feel like sometimes Mike Evans just kind of gets lost. Sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't, you know, especially in big games. Um, 
Scotty Miller, uh, Tyreek Hill. We'd love to see that race at halftime. Probably not going to happen, but, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of weapons. So, you know, Brady's going to do what he does and, you know, he's got to be able to take care of the ball, the ball control for them. And then as far as like the defense, um, they need to find a way to get turnovers. Um, and I think the best chance that they have is uh, sack fumbles. Um, keeping Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, um, you know, I think a, a big key for them will be having Devin White just kind of spy on Patrick Mahomes just because, you know, if he gets out of the pocket, you know, he, he can make you pay with his feet. But more importantly, he's going to be able to throw the ball deep and uh, really make you pay like that. So um, that'll be – I think those are things that I'm going to be watching when, uh, you know, the Bucks are on offense and defense. And, you know, because the Bucks are missing some guys in the secondary, I, I think that just makes them that much more susceptible to, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis – who, you know, if we look at when they played each other earlier in the season, like they couldn't, they couldn't stop Tyreek. Uh, they couldn't stop Travis, Kelsey either. I don't think anybody's really figured out how to stop those guys. So for this offense, uh, the Chiefs, they just need to be themselves. I know that, you know, there's a little bit of smack talk coming from JPP. And, um, you know, for me, I love hearing stuff like that. Uh, it just kind of makes the game a little bit more interesting. But at the same time, it's not like, it's not like there's nobody blocking JPP. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, he might have a lesser opponent, but JPP is going to still have to play well. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, it's going to be a, a, a difference, but, you know, not that huge of a difference because Patrick Mahomes could literally get the ball out of his hands in, in seconds. Um, he can run around and, and create plays and stuff like that. So uh, it's for the Chiefs just to be themselves. I'm actually worried – I'm more worried about them going up early. Like if they score a couple touchdowns early in the game, like I'm like, I'd be more worried if I was up a couple touchdowns versus being down a couple touchdowns for the chiefs. Cause um, I just think, you know, last year they played, they started off slow and I think, you know, you could even argue that the 49ers defense last year was better than uh, it's better than the Bucks defense this year. You know what I mean? So those are one of the things that I look about, look at, uh, you know, because there's a way to neutralize the pass rush. And it's, uh, I think for the Chiefs, I just think they also just need to be continuously running the ball. Like, you know, those screens, those quick draws, I think that's going to help out, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the pass rush. I think the, the Bucks are literally going to be pinning the ears back, trying to get after Patrick Mahomes every play. So, um you know, hopefully they can bust out a big run uh, with Clyde or Le'Veon or Darrell Williams, whoever they have um, in the backfield. And, um, yeah, because like I said, the, the Chiefs are missing two of their starting tackles. So that's going to be very hard to overcome. But I, I think Andy Reid's a smart smart head coach. I, I think, you know, when it comes down to the coaching aspect of it too, is um, Andy Reid, I think, is going to be more prepared for Bruce Arians. And, you know, we talk about risky for the biscuit, but Andy does the same thing, man. Andy is not afraid uh, to, to gamble. So um, I, I'd have to give the coaching edge to um, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and stuff like that. And uh, I think the Chiefs have a good chance to give the Bucks some problems on, you know, on offense. Like this is, I think, a very underrated defense. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo um, obviously knows 
how to get to Tom Brady or he knows the formula to beat Tom Brady. Obviously, he doesn't have the pass rushers he did when he was in New York, but um, I just think, like I said, it's not a horrible defense that, you know, the Bucks are going against. I think it's, like I said, very underrated. And, um, you know, if, if uh, Tom Brady, you know, has a couple turnovers, uh, that's really going to hurt them because I think the, the Chiefs are going to be focused on making them pay for those like turnovers where the Packers, they couldn't do that a couple weeks ago. So, um, you know, and then I look back at, uh, you know, who I think is going to win this game. I'm, I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, I just think that that offense is just so dynamic. Uh, they have so much trust. They're, they're timing, you know, they're all on the same page. They don't make a lot of mental mistakes and stuff like that. And even when they're down, they still have a chance to win the game. So um, I'd have to take my odds with the Chiefs. And I look at, you know, back in 2017 when Patrick Mahomes first came onto the scene, like um, they obviously, you know, they beat the, the Patriots in like that week one game where it was just a, a complete blowout. And then later that year they played in the AFC Championship um, and they ended up losing to the uh, Patriots and Tom Brady. So I think uh, that kind of like stopped the – or it kind of blocked the dynasty that Patrick Mahomes was on. Cause obviously next year he goes out and he wins the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And, and now it's just, this is the Patrick Mahomes dynasty. You know, we had Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, you know, every single year for a couple of years. And I think that's what Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes is the ultra neutralizer. Um, I think he could be on a lesser team, like a lesser talented team, but still, um, still win the games, you know, regardless of who they're playing against. So um, you talk about, like I said last year, they played the number one defense and the defense can only stop them so many times. And yeah, I don't see the Bucks stopping them a lot. So um, like I said, Travis Kelsey could be the Super Bowl MVP. Um, I, I, if I had to take a guess, I, I definitely would take him just because um, he's just been so good this year. He's been so uncoverable, so unstoppable. So um yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. Um, you know, definitely we'll have us. I'm definitely going to have an episode next week. I want to do probably like a little quick recap of the Super Bowl. That'll be episode 24. I might end season one on that note. And then we look into the offseason where, you know, obviously I'll be doing a lot of things in the offseason. This is where I really like to get to work. I really like to get uh, um, into, you know, what I think is going to happen for the teams and what I think they're going to do to try to get better to hopefully have a chance to play in the Super Bowl next year, uh, Super Bowl 56. But um, guys, just want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, y'all have a great weekend. Um, enjoy it. Be safe. There's going to be a lot of people out and about obviously. So uh, definitely want to be safe. And, um, uh, you know, I always like to end this uh, uh, show on a good note. So remember just always treat people the way you want to be treated. Uh, you know, just having that respect for somebody, you just never know what, you know, they're dealing with in their life. So, um, you know, just guys always remember, uh, go for two. Thank you.